Hi, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and we're so glad to have you listening to this episode today. Today, I am joined by two good friends and very special guests, Landry Holmes, who is the manager of publishing for Lifeway Kids. Hi, Landry. Hello, Chuck. Thanks for letting me come today. Yeah, it's great to have you today. And Jeremy Carroll, who's the publishing team leader for the Gospel Project for Kids. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Chuck. Good to be here. So, guys, we're glad to have you here today. We're going to be talking specifically about what's new for the third cycle of the Gospel Project for Kids, which is about ready to kick off this fall. And so there's some new things in the mix. We're going to want to learn about those and hear what's different, what's exciting, uh, what we can anticipate, and then talk about how listeners can preview from some free sample sessions. That's a bit of a mouthful to say. (laughs) But first, we always like to get to know our our uh, guests a little bit. So, Landry, I'll start with you. We, Jeremy told me ahead of time that if I ask him any hard questions, he's going to freeze up. So I don't want to start with Jeremy. <laughs> but we'd like to get to know a bit about you. So we're, I often asked about your childhood or some of those things. But right now, uh, I didn't get lunch today, and so I'm a little hungry. And I kind of want to know what's your favorite. So if you got to choose, special occasion, you can pick any restaurant you'd want to go to. Where would you go? What type of food would you choose? Well, I would choose Tex-Mex, but there's not... You're a Texan. I'm a Texan, that's right, and uh, there's not that many real Tex-Mex places around here. Here in Nashville. Here in Nashville, but that's what I would would choose. So what would that look like for you? What kind of platter would you want to get? All right, so it's going to have cheese enchiladas Mm. with chili con carne on top. Not Mm. red sauce, but chili con carne, and then you're going to have some more cheese on top of there, probably some onions, uh, some... uh, Spanish rice or Mexican rice, some refried beans, and lots of chips and salsa. Mm, that sounds really good. Wow. And are you a spicy guy or a mild guy? Uh, medium. Medium. Okay. <laughs> That's middle of the road, plain and safe, not too, hold, not, too, not too hot, not too cold, just right. Jeremy, you've had time to think about this now. When you were a kid, what was your f- – no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. If you're no, choosing no. a place to eat – now, listen, I know you have some uh, – uh, I don't want to use the word narrow, but you kind of have a limited number of things that you really like to eat, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And kind I don't of a know. Picky eater. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been called picky a time or two in my day. Um, although what Landry was describing was kind of making my mouth water just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we had lunch today as a team, and uh, we I had a big juicy cheeseburger. Mm. Um, but I was out in Texas last week, and what, we stopped by a really nice Tex-Mex place, and I was thinking. This, this is good stuff. So, so if you were choosing special occasion, birthday, Father's Day, where would you pick? All right. So the place that I pick almost always is it's a local place here in the Middle Tennessee area. It's called Demas's. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's, it's, it came out of my hometown. And they have some of the best steak I've ever had. And so really? if, if I'm going to place to a place, pick a place for, for uh, lunch or dinner or whatever, I'm going to Demas's because it's just – uh, just a top quality steak, top quality food, but uh, it's it's not as uh, high priced as some of the the larger chain type places. So okay, that, that's me. So now is Demas is technically a meat and three? Uh, not really. No, it's just it's just it's it's a steak and spaghetti house. So they okay. So yeah, I didn't even know those two things went together. I didn't either, but but it worked great for me and my wife because she likes spaghetti and I like meat, and so I get steak and she gets spaghetti and we have a good time. Look at that! Everybody wins. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mentioned that meat and three. I learned when we moved to Tennessee several years ago. I learned that there's this category of restaurant that's called the meat and three. Yeah, people it's a thing. from the south or from Tennessee would know mm-hmm. that, but other listeners 
who are overseas or in California may not. Mm-hmm. So here in Tennessee, there's this thing, it's a thing where you choose your meat. Maybe it's chicken or meatloaf or whatever it might be, <laughs> uh, turkey. And, and then you choose three vegetables, quote unquote vegetables, because there are some things that they call vegetables like macaroni and cheese is a vegetable here. <laughs> Right in the south. So anyhow, it's neither, the meat and three yeah, for those of you who wondered what that was. It's not was. grow from a plant, really. It's not really a vegetable, but it is considered a vegetable. It's like pasta and dairy, but we call it a vegetable. It's a food group. <laughs> yeah. Food group. Good. All right. Well, guys, thank you for sharing about that. And now I'm kind of hungry. So listeners, thank you for listening to the, uh, I guess we better talk about our topic. Yes. Uh, okay. So we are talking about the Gospel Project. It's the team that you guys both uh, lead together. And so we'd like to hear about what's coming new for fall. So give us a little bit of the sneak peek, guys. What's what's the um, top of the list of the hot new things that we should be watching for with TGP? Uh, well, as far as hot new things, uh, maybe I'll kind of circle back to that. What I like to, to tell people, though, is when they say, well, what's new? Is, is it just the same old thing? Well, no, it's not. Really, everything is new. We don't. We start with a blank page. Um, all the leader content is new. All the big picture questions and answers are new. The key passages are new. The way we approach the story is is new. So, um, when we're talking about what's new, really, everything's new. New timeline. I mean, every, all the pieces are really brand new. And so, it's not. It's not just us, um, you know, putting a new cover on something and sending it out. This is, it's all freshly written. It's, it's, it's fresh content. And so, um, so that's kind of where I like to start because I, it, it really is fresh and new and all the things we've learned from listener feedback or, or customer feedback and things that, that have, we, we, we try to take that and we evaluate it against our goals and our core values and all that stuff. And we, we try to help adapt and make a stronger product that better serves churches. So let's talk a bit about the study plan. So uh, the Gospel Project for Kids does follow a chronological study plan. You go all the way through the Bible chronologically in three mm-hmm. years time, right. uh, starting in Genesis all the way to Revelation. So with a chronological study plan, Landry, how, how much different can it be? Well, let me let me kind of back up from there in that um, you think about a, a, a child who who is in the gospel project as an infant, all right? So they're going to just, if they're going to hear some basic things, they're not talking yet. Uh, they're, you know, yes, you can teach babies, uh, but it's very basic understanding. But by the time they start it again and they start with Genesis, they're going to be in the three-year-old. And they're they're absorbing everything you throw at them, and then you just every three years you think about that six years old, starting over that nine years story. old, and so each time what's new for them is the activities are new, they're according they're they're age appropriate for them, uh, they're absorbing more of the story, they're hearing more of the story because the stories get a little bit expanded as they. I'm not saying they were adding to the Bible, but we're telling more of the story as they get as they get older. Uh, so that's one thing. Another thing is that every year, um, every three years, as we redo the scope and sequence or the Bible study plan, we look back and we say, you know what? We heard from churches that uh, they said, wow, you spent a long time in those minor prophets. And uh, we love... The minor prophets, but you spend a long time in that. So we modify it the next three years, so we don't spend as much time in the minor prophets. And then, um, uh, and, and now we're going through. We have a. I'm teaching it right now, and I've taught the first three years. I'm teaching at ending up the the next three years. So I've been teaching it for six years, yeah. and and love it. And it's always new. And um, 
so I'm teach I'm saying this from experience and <clears throat> so we're right now we've got a lot of letters in Paul yes. and so uh, next cycle around we've made some adjustments so that we still cover letters from Paul and and but we all, we intersperse it with some action from Acts and intersperse that because that's really does help us with the chron- chronology. So it that's how you make it new. Uh, the 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 uh, order you know sometimes you cannot teach every story in the Bible in three years. Yes. So there's some stories that we don't get to teach one set of three years, but we might do it the next. So that's another way that that is new. So about thirty percent is what we have kind of, if you want to put a quantitative, about thirty percent about a, a is what we have. So these are stories that we've either never covered or we've combined sessions to make them in, and so we um, we put them together. We split them apart. Some sessions we've done twice in two different sessions. Now we're putting together or one we've done them once, and now we're in two sessions and spending more time in. And so um, again, we don't get hung up on that number thirty percent because it's all new, like I said a minute ago. But really, there's so much that's there. Um, because we can, we can, we keep those core gospel elements, the the core pieces of the narrative, and then there's so much extra stuff we can bring into it, other stories that we haven't touched. So the content's all fresh, 100% recreated. None of it is recycled. It's all brand new. And you're saying about 30% of it is stories that we did not have in the last cycle. Yeah, in this way, right? Yeah. Great. Now tell tell me guys about uh, some of the new art, new videos, new music. What's happening in those areas? Yeah, we've got some really exciting things that are happening, uh, particularly in art. Again, so still art is is being touched up and some brand new art, some new uh, perspectives on some of the Bible story art that we've used. Um, music, some neat things are happening in music, like we're getting to uh, offer, we're able to offer mu- motion videos for kids, for, for the kids' resources, which we've never been able to do before. Uh, so now all of our core five songs, that's three key passage songs, a unit theme, and a hymn rewrite is kind of the way we internally talk about it, but it's a, a hymn. All five of those songs are all going to have motion videos for kids now. All, so that's an alternate video in addition to Right, in addition lyric to the video. lyric video. So in kids, in the preschool space, we have uh, Megan who does our, our motion videos with the lyrics on the screen. In the past, kids have only had lyric videos. We'll still provide those. But now, in addition to that, if, if you don't have a, a worship team or somebody who can lead motions, now we have motions that we can put on the screen, and you can lead your kids during those songs during your large group time. Ah, cool. And then the other thing cool that we're doing, um, and one of the things we're doing in music is um, already today, Volume 1 is available uh, for listening uh, on iTunes. You can buy the album or you can listen to it through Apple Music. But a preschool album, a kid's album, so all of our music is now out there. We hear from churches, you know, some of this music is so great, we'd like to be able to, to listen to it and equip our families to listen to it throughout the week. How can we do that? And so now we've tried to make that available uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an easy way, a convenient way, for, for families to be listening to music outside the, uh, outside the church walls. So, Chuck, going uh, further on the art, some of the teaching pictures are going to be uh, some of the same. Uh, many of them are new. Some of them is go further on the touch-up. Uh, we have done some different shading and made them maybe more culturally, biblically culturally appropriate. Okay. And uh, so some of the art, you know, say, well, I've seen that picture before. Uh, you know, it's just like when you see a photograph, two photographs of the same thing. You know, one of them looks a little different, but you just took it a few minutes later. It's kind of, we'll have some of that. But brand new timeline. Uh, and with the timeline, um, we had a big story circle 
the yeah, last time. Yeah, which was really popular. And, pe- and people love that. And uh, we provide it in print and digital. This year, this year, this next three years, we will provide a story circle. It'll be digitally only, digital only, but you can, you know, take it to a printer and have it printed if you want to print large. Mm-hmm. Uh, because from the on the print side, we're providing something that's really awesome. It's the genealogy of, of Christ. Yeah, let's so talk basically, about that a it's the bit. whole family line of Jesus, and uh, large panels. So I guess Jeremy, about how big is it come out? About mm, I can't, I can't even think right now, but. It's the same big. footprint as the big story circle. Right. So, so it's probably about four by six. Yeah. Generally, uh, give or take a few big inches. Big enough to fill a wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, big enough yeah. to fill it, a wall. It, it, it creates this genealogy. Uh, and, you know, I have a I have a seminary degree. I know all this about, you know, if you read Jesus' genealogy in one gospel, it really comes from one aspect. You read another gospel. But I, I still, you know, I read them and I think, well, it still has some of the same people in them. This visually... And, and I won't tell you how old I am, but finally, visually, I understand it better because this visual shows you the diff- family line from Mary and the family line from Joseph. Yes. So it's really, really cool um, and visually how we can show kids the genealogy of Christ. So that's brand new, brand new art. And that's cool. We, you know, we, uh, with the Gospel Project, we've uh, we talked through all the last uh, cycle about how every story centers on the cross and that picture of the circle around the cross at the center of every story really helped communicate to people what the Gospel Project was all about. But we also talked about how it's one big story and how really the Bible is one big story that's all about Jesus. And so the genealogy is just such a new creative way to take that biblical history and show how from the beginning God was creating this family line through which he would bring the Messiah. That's very cool to, to visualize. Yeah, another piece of art that's new that's uh, along those lines. So, that, so sometimes I, I will uh, tell churches, church leaders, is that one of the one of our not overt emphases, but something we're trying to 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 reinforce a little more strongly in this cycle is uh, don't forget we use the term story, and sometimes we get hung up on story. And I, and I think you and Brian talked about that in a previous podcast. Sometimes you can get hung up on the word story, and sometimes we could just get. Um, so familiar with stories that we forget. So we have this family line of Jesus, but we also have uh, maps that are coming out. And this is to re- kind of reinforce, don't forget these are real events that happen to real people yes. in real places in real time. And so to, to help reinforce that idea, we have the genealogy, which shows that, that line. We also have maps. These are four oversized, large maps, two Old Testament, two New Testament. Uh, New Testament. They are show the real places you know the real the the real geography of where those some of those events happen, and you're gonna have little tick markers, uh, little yeah. uh, pin drops that you can say this this week we're here. Well, next week we're gonna be over here uh, off the Mediterranean Sea or wherever that that story takes you. And so, um, so these 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 are the maps are so beautiful. They're very mm-hmm. kid friendly. Um, they're also included in some of our other resources, which I think we're gonna talk about in a little bit. What a great teaching tool! Very yeah. very cool. Um, one more thing on the video side. There's a, there's a new question from kids segment. Tell us about that. Yeah. Really. So uh, one of the feedbacks we got from churches, one of the pieces of feedback we got is is about our, our discussion starters, and and we we kind of wrestled. One of the things that we wanted to really strengthen in this cycle was how do we bridge the Bible story to real life? How do we get from Bible story, real event, real place, real real people, real events, but move that into a, a child's life? And how does this how does the gospel change me? And has it changed the way I live and be on mission? And so. Um, 
uh, what we did was we've, we've replaced this discussion starter that we used to do uh, in the current cycle or in the old cycle, and now we've replaced it with what's called questions from kids. And the model is very simple. We take a question that a kid might ask um, that is kind of related to the story. Um, well, you know, my dad moved a lot and we just had to move, or we, we, my dad got a new job and we have to move to a new place. Um, and this might relate to Abraham having to move um, God calling him to a place he'd never been before. And so we take, the question, kid might hear a question or hear a story about God, Abraham having to move to a place he'd never been before. But, and they go, you know, I'm having to go to a place I've never been before. How does that, you know, is, is God working through me in this story? And so we take a question the kid might ask. We look at it through the lens of that story, that session. And then we finish on posing a question back to the kid. Uh, back to the kids in the room. And so it finishes in a place that hopefully will help leaders um, have a platform to move right into some life application conversation with their kids. Great. Another really cool session. I was able to be there yeah. for some of those as they were being shot, and I think that churches are really going to like those, yeah. and kids will respond really well. Now, you mentioned being on mission, and so there's an update also to how we treat missions in the Gospel mm-hmm. Project. Uh, Landry, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what we're doing with our missions content. Sure. Sure. All along, one of the tenets of the Gospel Project is helping kids be on mission and being missional. Uh, We, from the very beginning, we have included that element, but most, uh, mostly it's been in, uh, for a weekly standpoint, it's been in what we call our worship hour. So, so many churches don't use Gospel Project for two hours. And so those kids missed out on that. So beginning with this fall, we have pulled in missions emphasis, and we call mission moments. And uh, we've moved those into the primary Bible study hour to give more attention to how we are to be on mission for the gospel. It's not just learning Bible stories and also learning how to apply them, but part of that application is actually being on mission. So we're going to highlight, like we've been doing, we'll highlight uh, different missionaries from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, but how can kids not just learn about it, but how they can become engaged themselves in missions and be missional themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting to me because we're moving that into the Bible study hour, which for me that means more kids are going to be exposed to that whole idea of missions. Great. I know that's something that's at the, the, the heart of a lot of our churches who use the Gospel Project, mm-hmm. and so I think that's a wonderful move. Very well done. Uh, let's talk about some of the other helpful resources that are available to help the leaders as they facilitate. And so I know there are a few things that we do that not everyone may be aware of that really helps uh, as a church leader seeks to facilitate the gospel project. Yeah, we you know we have a couple of things that I'm surprised to hear more and more churches, the more I talk to churches, I hear more, you know, we didn't know this exists or we didn't know this was happening. Um, and it's things that we do on a weekly basis, um, and it's things like we have weekly leader training videos that we put out that is just a, a different way of, of maybe just to, to help look at that, maybe a different angle than the leader guy takes. It's not something to use to teach from. It's just it's something to help, help equip the leaders. Yeah, yeah help, help equip the leaders. And so these are leader training videos that we put out, and they're you know, a couple or three minutes uh, each week. And there's one for each session? One for every where session. Do, where do people find those? Um, they can find them in, uh, the most direct place to find them is on Ministry Grid, uh, through Ministry Grid, and that link is in all of our leader guides and things like that. They, they're easy to find. Um, but one of the things I've started doing recently is to help to be a little more findable, if we can say that as a word, <laughs> is that uh, we also produce a blog post every week. And so that blog post every week is just, again, it's just a, 
Another way to equip leaders, hey, have you thought about these questions? As you're preparing your heart, as you're getting ready to teach, here are some things. And we try to include the Christ connection and some takeaways there too. Uh, But one of the things, so if you go to the blog post, which is at gospelproject.com, if you go there, um, we've started linking the, the videos directly into the blog post because we wanted to make it as easy for church as, as possible. And so putting the, the blog post and the, the leader training video all there together, that's all there together. And then the, the next step is, okay, well, we know this on gospelproject.com. You can subscribe via email and get those some other ways, or you can just remember to go get it. Or if you're part of our Facebook community that or, Facebook, or like our Facebook page, um, I post that there every single week. And so when those blog posts are posted online, they're made live, then we go into those those social media outlets and they are posted on, on Facebook and Twitter and those places. So again, what we're trying to do is we have these 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 equipping resources mm-hmm. that we're really trying to get in the hands. And so we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that churches can find them. And so the on- online community, um, just speaking of that, that's a place where we post this, but also it's a place for churches just to get together and have conversation. You know, I'm, I, I, you know I, here's this, the way we did this session, and I love it when, when our, some of our, our churches will post pictures about, you know, here's how we did this activity and here's how it, it turned out for us. Or, um, you know, here's a video of our kids saying the big picture question or whatever this week. And so um, the online community is another great resource. It's online, it's online 24-7, but you can get on there and you can ask us questions, our team, as well as uh, ask other churches who are using Gospel Project. And so there are three different Facebook presences for the Gospel Project. One is the Gospel Project mm-hmm. that you can find and yep. like that, follow that. And that'll talk about all age levels, brand right. level developments and, and updates and news. But then for kids, there are two. Right. So there's the Gospel Project for kids. Right. There's a Gospel Project for kids. That's the Facebook page. And this is just a public facing page. You can just, anybody can see it. You can find it, like it, and get those notifications right in your Facebook feed. And then, this, and then that second one for kids a closed community. is a closed community. You have to uh, request to be, to be in because we really want it to be kind of a protected, come into the house, let's sit around the table, talk. And we want it to be that kind of idea. And so um, it, it's linked to the Facebook page. So if you're at the Facebook page, you can find it and just go to that group. But yeah, there are two for, for their kids specific. And it is okay, a great now, place now for people to it's interact. Not a, it's, not a, it's not a group for kids to go to. Correct. It's for kids <laughs> leaders. I can, just, I can just hear some listeners are thinking, wait a minute. It's for kids community, right? <laughs> uh, no, but it's for the kids portion of the Gospel Project. Right. And it's a way to interact with, with you all as publishers and, and mm-hmm. uh, leaders of the team, members of the team, and with other churches who right. are using the resource. And a great place to find those equipping videos. Yeah. And that's something that you can encourage anyone on your team who's teaching mm-hmm. to participate in those right. areas. And so that y- you are not the only one as the leader uh, in your church setting. You can share those videos through Facebook so that people can be, uh, you know, see those each time. Very, very good. Now, we have a couple other new resources um, that we need to talk about. So there's a new classroom Bible. There's this thing called Big Picture Question and Answer. Landry, can you introduce us to some of these new resources that we have? Yes, there's two new resources that are used for to support uh, teachers, churches, classrooms. One of them is the Classroom Bible, the Gospel Project for Kids Classroom Bible. In fact, we just received the uh, the, the first copies of it today. So I've got it in and my you're hand. holding one. And I'm great. holding it. Can't y'all see that? So, uh, <laughs> but what makes you say, well, we, what makes that special? What makes it different? Well, it is in the uh, Christian Christian Standard Bible version, so the CSB, uh, which is one of the uh, translations that the Gospel Project supports. So if your church uses that, uh, 
all the kids can be um, in the same translation. It's designed. It's a paperback Bible, so it's designed to be very economical. We, uh, you can purchase individual copies or purchase them in, in bundles of ten. Uh, what makes this different from any from the other Bibles we've done is that this goes along with the 2018 to 21 uh, Bible study plan, and and so it has. Um, I mean, it specifically has helps that are designed around those studies. Mm-hmm. You know, for for instance, the the last the last study in the new three year scope and sequence or study plan is all things new. Of course, it's in. We've got Acts and First, Second John, and yes, we've got Revelation. But but I have I just turned to that one. But every every major study that we cover is in here just to give you a summary of it, so you can look at it in one place. The timeline I mentioned a while ago, uh, it's it's not big and huge and in color, but it's right here. I turn right to it where it tells me the line of Mary and the line of Joseph. Uh, so just those kinds of helps are in here, mm-hmm. and it's designed designed to go. It, along with the 2018 to 21 uh, Bible study plan. And those are meant for you to keep in your classroom for kids to use while they're there, or right. you can send them home if you like. Well, and they're, and they're paperback, so they're so economical that if you have a kid who comes to your church and they don't have a Bible of their Very own. Very easy give. You know, it surprises me how many kids don't have Bibles yeah. or how many kids. We just wrapped up Vacation Bible School at my church, and uh, I've I furnished uh, paperback Bibles for them, not the Gospel Project. They weren't available then, but Vacation Bible School Bibles. And those kids couldn't wait till the end of the week mm-hmm. to make sure that they got their Bible. Uh, in fact, one child kept telling me, I won't be here Friday. I won't be here Friday. I said, we'll make sure you get your, your Bible. You know. your Bible. Uh, the other new thing that, that is really, really cool is we talked a while ago. Uh, Jeremy mentioned about the big picture question and answers. Um if you're not familiar with the Gospel Project, that is a, a way that we help teach um, theology and doctrine in a systematic way through, for three years. And so we now have a resource that is a booklet and a poster where you can just see all of the questions and all of the answers. Uh, there's 76 of them, and uh, they are categorized uh, by major uh, categories like God and Jesus and and people. Um, and then we also have in this booklet something that is very helpful for parents and for teachers, and that is seeing Jesus in the Bible. There's a whole section on prophecies about Jesus in the Bible, images of Jesus, uh, gospel truths, and each, each of these we talk about what does a parent need to know, what does a teacher need to know, what does a preschooler need to know, what does a, an elementary kid need to know, what does a preteen need to know about that particular teaching about Jesus that we see Jesus throughout the entire Bible which then goes back to the whole premise of the gospel project is it is God's story Mm. God's big story now Chuck one of the things I get questions all the time is especially people who are not familiar with the gospel project and how we approach the scripture which is different than the traditional way of teaching through topics or morals or things like that and sometimes churchills will say I I, kind of like the idea but I don't really understand it how do you see Jesus in the Old Testament? How do you find it? And so what that piece that Landry was just mentioning, the seeing Jesus through the Bible, those are really our filters when we're talking about how we study the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can look through these filters, and that is where we get our Christ connections that are part of our every session that we do uh, with the Gospel Project for Kids. That Christ connection, where we get those comes through looking at each story, each session 
through the filter of one of those, mm. uh, seeing Jesus through the Bible, one of those categories that, that Landry was mentioning. So we kind of are trying to pe- pull back the curtain a little bit, help a, provide a resource to church leaders and parents to see how do we look at the Scripture and how do we find Jesus in every Scripture or in every story and every passage we study. So seeing Jesus through the Bible is providing uh, church leaders and parents that those lenses through which we look to help find Jesus and to see how these are these are things that have been theologically relevant for for, mm-hmm. for years and decades and centuries they've been studying scripture this way we're just now putting it in a way that hopefully will equip leaders uh, to be able to, to see it uh, without just having to rely on us to do it yes. now they can start to see it and study scripture themselves and here again the big picture questions and answers document is not something that you teach to your kids it's not a curriculum this is a resource that lets you get a peek behind the curtain into the the framework from which we create this resource. And so it's 76 questions and answers for kids and preschoolers in six theological categories. The the big picture question and answer uh, will we'll have a web page that will be live by the time we listen uh, or this episode airs. Michael, maybe we can get the URL uh, to that in the data portion of this. Uh, on There's our, also an app blog. For, that's part of our LifeWay Kids and app. Uh, if you go to our LifeWay Kids app, where the Gospel Project resources are, as well as our other on, uh, ongoing curriculum, the Big Picture Questions and Answers has an app there that's a free app that you can go download and interact with that content uh, straight from your phone or your, your tablet. Speaking of free, there's a couple of free things we need to tell you about. If you click on that URL that we'll list in the data for this episode to go to the Big Picture Question and Answer uh, landing page, there is a link there for free training. And so we've created a series of brand new training videos about gospel-centered ministry, about ministry, uh, kids ministry from a perspective of the question and answer approach to teaching. And that is all there available to you at that big picture question and answer link. So please check that out. Download those videos. They are meant for you to watch yourself, but also for you to share with your team to help train them and equip them for the why behind the Gospel Project for Kids. So we'd like you to check that out, and we would invite you to download some free sample sessions from the new Cycle 3, where you can take a look at all the things that the guys have been telling us about and see how they look uh, in in the flesh, as it were, uh, or at least in uh, digital download format. Uh, And to get those, go to gospelproject.com, click on the Kids link, and look for those free sample sessions. We'd also encourage you, kids leaders, to influence the others around you. Uh, We have a lot of people who are passionate about the gospel project in the kids space, and we are seeing a growing interest and excitement at all age levels, preschool students and adults. The gospel project aligns by story for all of those age levels. And so we would love to have you uh, share your passion for gospel-centered kids ministry with your student leaders, with your adult leaders. And along those lines, we would also invite you to come visit us here in Nashville at the Etch Family Ministry Conference. You can find out more about that at etchconference.com. Registration is open. You can join us in October, hang out with these guys, Landry and Jeremy and Michael and me. We'll all be here and we'd love to have you join us. So check that out at etchconference.com. So there's a whole bunch of things for you to do by way of follow-up. Guys, we appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Landry. Thank you very much. And thank you, listeners. Tune in again next time to the next episode of the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. 